Welcome to the J2 Hub podcast, where we focus on everything from property development, hot entrepreneurially business topics, and real-life scenarios facing business owners just like you and I. Brought to you by James Sahota, we bring you exciting real-life property, business and entrepreneurially related hot topics, and that little bit more. Boom. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode seven. Seven indeed. The Property Duo podcast, very creatively named because we're both in property and there's two of us, so that makes a property duo. Thanks to James for that name. Right, so today we're going to talk to you about our updates, our life, what's happening, if James has managed to avoid reading legal packs and escape a deal again, you know, what he's been up to in his crazy life, uh, my baking and how that's, you know, got better and better every week. But also our main topic is partners. So not really business part. Well, it could be your business partner, but primarily your your relationships of uh, how, how, I don't know what they even called your 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 um your life partners should we say? You know, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the differences between having one and not having one. Um, also the balance you have to have between business and like you know relationships, uh, but also the understanding and the support that's needed from a partner and how it actually helps quite a bit. So not a huge amount of like direct property stuff. So we thought we'd change it up this week because you normally go heavy on like houses and bricks and, and that stuff, which is which is nice. But uh, yeah, not so much mortar this time. So and then at the end, we'll take some questions. So if you have questions, chuck them in the chat. If you want to heckle us, just do it in the chat. I'm sure one of us will be giggling at the other one in the chat. So, uh, James, what is your update? Because you usually have the craziest shit going on. Well, well, you know what? Let me flip that this morning and say, good morning, Ted. How are you, my dear sir? Let's start with the updates in your world. Because last week you got really upset that I never, ever asked you this. And I realized, yes, I do never ask you this. Um, Because me and you speak a lot during the week, I normally know your updates and I know what trouble you're in or what shit you've caused. Um, so I don't normally ask you. So good morning, dear Tej or Tejinal or the Tejinator. What's the updates in the wonderful world of the Yellow Tea Man this week? Well, thank you for asking, you know, and I think that shows the power of this relationship that you listened to me and you took it on board and we had an adult conversation and you implemented it, right? first tip of you know the relationships which we'll get to uh okay so i ran out of wholemeal flour and i was a bit upset and um shout out to priya who's in the chat sent me a link to amazon it was like eight quid for 1.5 kg and if anyone knows about flour prices that's mad so my mum went tesco sainsbury's because i don't leave the house and two bags of spelt flour wholemeal dove's farm yes so i'm back on the wholemeal wave Everything's feeling good. My skin's glowing. You know, I'm back on the baking things. I'm happy. I'm content. Um, I finished a flip. Well, right, literally right now, the cleaner's basically finishing off and the photographer's going in. This flip finished about a week and a half after it should have, which was already four months after it should have. So no big deal, really, is it? Just three months of interest payments. So this is probably the most beautiful house. It's got high ceilings, lovely coving, like, like big, big doors, beautiful right and it's going on the market tonight or tomorrow so i'm so happy it's finished it's been the most painful experience ever Uh, otherwise another month and another month of all rent paid which was awesome and 
the essay is fully booked, the highest payout we've had. So I don't know how to react. You know, all this stuff kind of happening that's good. I'm like, huh, this this shit works. And it's like, it's, it's it can be rewarding. This is great, finally. So I'm quite happy about that. Um, and And just, yeah, just busy managing projects and managing builders and deliveries and, you know, stuff and like a snag list like this long and plus others that, you know, has now been sorted. So generally speaking, uh, everything is cool. I am missing the gym and, you know, I, don't, I, I miss shopping. I like grocery shopping. I don't know about you, but I like to sort of look at the stuff I buy and feel it and read it. And I love cooking. So yeah, I guess I am missing the kind of simple stuff and I'm missing humans, you know, like it's weird to like, you know, I haven't stood like, you know, normal distance to a human in like what, two or three months. I haven't shook someone's hand. I haven't like whatever you like, I literally have not. And I think it's maybe there's like a, a, te- a scientific name for it, but like the human experience of just closeness, not, you're not standing in people's faces at networking events, but you're standing close enough that there's some type of connection. And so I definitely miss that. It's like, Oh, something sort of missing, you know, like being at home and just eating bread and pasta and stuff. Um, but yeah, that's me. Nothing, nothing too crazy. I think, um, still summer house is empty, not being let out. We've got some tenants in referencing. So <sighs> let's see what's happening. How, how about you, dear sir? Do you want a virtual hug to start with? If you're feeling that lonely? <laughs> no, because I don't, I, I don't feel that, you know, I need it in virtual reality with the goggles on to make it real. Okay. Okay. Well, my world, what can I say? It's been, it's been a good one this week, actually. Well, it's been good and bad. Um, uh, number one, the best highlight of this week has been that my remortgage has finally come through from Foundation Home Loans. So that's uh, that's another six figures on the old bank there waiting to invest. So I'm proper, proper, proper happy about that one. Uh, it's been rather delayed and they made me sign all kinds of shitty forms, you know, right towards the end saying that um, I can afford it. I haven't taken a mortgage holiday. I haven't done this. I haven't done that. So yes, it's been painful, but the mon- the money is now in. So I am super 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 happy about that uh, as you know the feeling ted you know every time you have a new mortgage remortgage come in and you get that email from the solicitor saying we are ready to complete you're standing up like this <laughs> and then you get that email shortly after that says the funds have been transferred to your bank and then i don't know if you're like me but every couple of minutes you are going on that bank pressing refresh 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 and when those p's drop in it's almost like yes <sighs> this feels good you know but Straight after that, you're like, right, I'm on to the next one. I'm ready. <laughs> that feeling doesn't. That feeling of enjoyment doesn't last too long. Um, but yes, that was a great, great feeling this week. So that was number one. Uh, number two was um, I've had some joy with getting my house back uh, in the sense that uh, we have gained some access to the site. So you know, my mum being my mum has has uh, done the old mum negotiations and got access to the house. At least we've been able to get the gas safety checks done electric safety checks done and get some new carbon monoxide alarms installed and some fire blankets just so we know we have done everything we can in case anything happens to the tenants uh, one of the t- one of the guys tried to beef it out with my mum but she just put him straight he goes to her he goes to her, she walks in and she goes he goes who are you then she goes i own this place who are you he goes i'm cookie she goes oh the one who's not paid rent for four months huh asking me who i am I was like, yes, mum, big yourself up. And then I go, you want me to come 
do you want me to come down, mum? And like back you up. She goes, no, you stay away. This is all your mess. <laughs> <laughs> so mum was having sick. none of it. Right? She's like, you stay away. You ain't coming nowhere near this place until we've got it back. <laughs> so we're, we're progressing the right way. And, and big up a few people that have helped on that as well um, to try with the right information and contracts and legal bits and all that. Um, so we're almost there. I think we should be getting that back very, very soon. So I'm excited to get that back. Uh, I suppose the other thing is the happy thing that a lot of people have been posting on uh, on social is bounce back loans. Um, you know, I, I'm not naming any names or calling anybody out, but there's been a few people snapshotting and putting on 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 the Facebook that they've got bounce back loans, which is just such a stupid thing to do, man. You know, on the um, Facebook, and, yeah. But yeah, bounce back loans in and. Another good thing that I'm really, really excited about this week is uh, my virtual assistant, Christy, joined me this week. And it's uh, it's been great with training. And she's actually, I think she's listening in on this call because I wanted her to understand about uh, what we do here at the Property Geo. So that's, it's been really helpful. And she's been picking up things super, super quick. So I'm, I'm happy with that. Um, um, and generally, apart from my neighbor taking me to court and trying to do me for damages and all sorts everything's good in the world of james man i'm happy um just been to my first uh covid funeral this morning covid compliant funeral sad wow. occasion it's it's um you know i got to see firsthand the experience of this pandemic for everybody who thinks it's bullshit this place was packed you know the cemetery was packed like literally one after the other funerals rolling in off like a production line so it's pretty serious shit so uh, I managed to go over to the funeral and it just fitted perfectly with the with the timings of our podcast. And, you know, obviously, if it was 10 o'clock, I wouldn't have attended that funeral because I'm dedicated to the calls. Wow, you are a soldier of uh, the of TPD, the property duo. Uh, oh, I want, and one other thing. I managed to trim my beard down too much. As you can see, it's a little bit, um, it's a little bit too, sh- it's a bit short this week, man. I was, I was going to say, yeah, no, I can see a bit more skin than you. I hope you're moisturizing underneath it as well. Don't, don't yeah, yeah. Well, I kind of, kind of, I kind of feel violated a bit naked, man, like losing my beard, my power. Yeah, I'm glad your masculinity is in your your bid. Right, so uh, the remortgage piece is really interesting. I find literally the second it comes in, I'm like, oh, there's invoices to pay for the builders. Oh, Mm. we're buying another house. Like when things are in full flow, like not now, literally remortgage comes in. Next email is, hi, Tej, can you transfer the deposit? Yeah, boom. So it's like in and out and in and out usually. So it is such a nice, such a nice feeling. Like such a nice feeling. Love remortgages. I can't do any right now. Waiting for Shaz to get Kent Reliance to open their doors for me. So uh, I, I think we're cool on the updates. I think everyone knows what's new in our life, what's happening. Let's talk about. Let's talk about partners. Let's talk about asocios, novios, novias. Yeah, amor. Let's talk about amore. So, James. Um, the first topic of, of, of subheading is like growing a business with or without a life partner. Now, I guess for, for the avoidance of any doubt, as solicitors would say, we mean life partners as, I can't remember what the word is, when you're not friends, but you're, if it's not platonic, what's, what's, the, what's the opposite of platonic? Is that the right word? Is it Teutonic? No, I'm joking. It's not. That's well, anyone in the chat. What is the opposite of a platonic relationship? Like, what do you call a relationship with your, you know, what is that called? Someone let us know. That's what we're talking about. Right. Um, but it could be your business partner. James, have you ever 
started a business, you know, grown a business when you were a single individual. Yes, all the aunties in the chat, James is not single now. So please back off. <laughs> You're such an asshole, man. What the hell? I'm 38 years old. You make me have to feel like 50. Anyway, so um, there was a very short period of time that I was uh, without a business, you know, before I got married, when I was uh, when I was dating and, you know, coercing some women and doing what I did. Um, so there was a point where I didn't have a business. Um, but very, very quickly into getting into a serious relationship, yes, I always had a business. So... Um, I've kind of, you know, I've been through the ups and downs of what it entails. You know, you've got a, you got a wife, you got a business, you, you know, and then shortly after, but as soon as I got married a year later, we had a kid. So it was all very, very, very kind of hands on straight away. So in answer to your question, yes, I did have a, I had my wife and me were married just as my business was starting to take off. So it'd only been about a year old and we got married. Wow. And uh, like, so I guess I, I, I haven't got experience of, like really either of growing a business without a, a, like a life partner. But I think if you didn't have one, and again, this obviously varies from people to people, but I think sometimes your why can kind of maybe miss a part that maybe most people, well, not most people, but other people may have. And I think also you have more time, like undeniably, you know, if you're single, you you know you don't have a responsibility like in that sense to go to or to always message or to remember you know there's there's none of that so you do have more time on your business but i think that having more time isn't necessarily a good thing like i think having a partner kind of keeps you in balance and in check obviously within the right sort of parameters that if you were single you would potentially just work and work and work and work and work and you'd be less productive despite actually having more time. So I think it's quite important. Like it's not a necessity, like plenty of people grow businesses and are single and just go out and have crazy tons of fun and do all sorts of shit. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of someone like an influencer who does that, but I can't, I can't think of one. Um, so it is definitely possible, but I think having the right person, I, I think, I don't know. It just makes you feel more like you're doing this for a reason like whatever that reason is, do you feel the same? Yeah. Yeah. I feel for me, obviously um, when I was single for a little bit of a period of time before I got married. Yeah. Like you say, Ted, you work all the hours God sends. And I was very used to waking up. I've always woken up very early and I would continue working, continue working, continue working until the point where I would fall asleep at my desk. And for me, that was the, the marker that said, right, you need to stop now because your body cannot go on any further. Was I productive in all that time? Probably not. Um, and I think the difference comes when you're, when you're in a relationship. And like you said, um, your why changes and my why, I see them running around all day, all day long. You know, so especially since COVID, I see my two whys or my three whys, my wife and my two kids running around. Or I might be on a Zoom call and my little one runs in and, and he's hiding under the desk and you know, popping out and saying peekaboo. So I know what my why is and it makes it very, very worthwhile. And I think the other thing to remember is when you are in a relationship or you're living, you don't, you don't have to be married. You may be living with your girlfriend or your boyfriend or, or whatever you choose. Um, you need to kind of respect each other's time as well, you know, because you've chosen to be with that person. So you can't just sit there and say, you know what, fuck you. I'm carrying on with my work. I need to hustle to make us some peace. And 
I, I'm talking about this through experience because I was very much the same. In the first few years of my marriage, I was like, no, no, allow you. Allow you. I've got things to do, man. I've got, I got some hustling to do. I've got a business to run. And my wife is quite a patient person and very, very understanding. And she kind of, you know, she understood all this. But had she not been an understanding person, I, you know, I would have got the kick a long, long time ago. Um, and I think I've spoken to a few people about this. You need to separate your work life and your like your personal life or you just have a really really good balance where your life is just one life and you know when you need to devote time to your wife so with me now I could be working all day long from the early hours of the morning but I know when I'm going to stop for lunch I'm going to stop for a couple of hours and go downstairs sit sit with the kids sit with a wife have something to eat and devote that quality time to them because I know after that time I want to be back upstairs working again you know what I mean and if I don't devote that time to them. Not only do I feel shitty myself as a person, um, but you kind of, you, it's always niggling at the back of your mind where you're thinking, I'm up here working. I can hear them downstairs, maybe watching a movie or having fun. And you're thinking, I'm kind of missing out on that shit. So I feel when you've got a partner, you, you've chosen to be in that relationship. It's not something that somebody's forced you into. So it's very important that you step out and you man up and you say, you know what? Um, I need to spend some time with my family. And it's that saying in it, in every gangster film, like a real man ain't a man who doesn't spend time with his family. You know, I'm sure you've heard that, Pablo. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ever call me Pablo. Um, All right, El Chapo. I'm not, you know why he's called El Chapo? Because he's a little guy. <laughs> exactly. I don't think you call me El Chapo. I know, fucking hell, look at this. The fro has like four inches. Um, man. I think... I, I, what, what what would my name be actually if if I was a narco? I'd love to know what I, would I be L or La, La something. Let me know in the chat what you think. You'd be El Teji. No, it has to be like El Muro, the wall, or like El El Fuego, the fire. You know what I mean? Put my narco name in the chat if you can think of a good one, and I might roll with El it. Afro. I think I don't know how to say that in Spanish. I think like what you said there kind of brings it nice to nicely to like another point which is balance right like what you said there was having a balance and it's not even just with your partner it's like a balance of well i guess it's micro and macro it's a balance of different tasks during the day to keep you interested and to make sure things are happening but then even bigger than that it's a balance of doing work and networking and raising finance and branding and then take it even bigger or even more personal it's a balance of all of that stuff and your partner and i think like when you have an understanding partner, like my partner's super understanding. So we haven't lived together for the past, I don't know, six years we've oh. been together. When she listens to this, I hope it's right. Six years. Um, because we haven't basically been able to either afford an area or she's doing going to do a PhD. So basically there's lots of reasons why we haven't lived together. But despite that, like we see each other every weekend for the whole weekend and then sort of five days a week, we text, talk, whatever, and see each other. Sometimes it varies. It's been, it's been variable. But I think if I look at that and I'm like, wow, you know, we don't see each other that much necessarily. It's been a long time and I've been, I've had my own business for, well, for most of that time. I just think, damn, like it's very, she's very understanding to, still be like i think because we're both independent and that's important you, know, you said um your partner's understanding and very patient to add to that i think being independent is also really helpful because if like say if you are a person or they are a person who does need to be close to people all the time and sort of um is more dependent i think it's so much harder 
to start and maintain a business in that sense. But when you're both kind of like, look, we're our own people, but we're together and we're in love and all that kind of stuff, but we're still sort of separate. And my mum told me this analogy, right? Big up mums and that was you're planted in two pots, right? Like, because you've got your own roots, but as you grow, you're the vine that intermingles, but you're still your own plant, but your vines are intermingling. So, and I was like, big up that that, that, that makes deep. a lot of sense that yeah That's i know she deep. told me years ago and i was like oh yeah cool 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 but now i'm like mm, big up um she's definitely not going to listen to this podcast uh but big up she's still a fan so i think it's important that the person is independent because then it means you can both sort of get on with stuff but you always kind of go back to each other like at the end of the day at the end of the whatever and <sighs> I don't know. It makes it, it gives you breathing room, right? When someone is independent and then if they happen to be an entrepreneur, then great. You know, they, they also have breathing room, but like when it comes to the balance, James, how did you like, you know, last time you made a very profound comment. Why do you want your business to be bigger than your why? Like, did you like, how did you sort of say, right, no, forget it. Business is secondary life. How did you make that split? Um, because I made all those mistakes. I made the, 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 the fundamental mistake early on in our relationship where I gave my business so, so much credibility that I was always working, you know, I was working, working, working. I've told you this story before that I, I almost missed the birth of my first son, you know, so it goes to show you how much I was devoted to my work. And you look back now and you think, what, what a waste, man. But anyway, so I've been for it, you know, I've been for it where I've neglected my family, I've neglected my wife, I've neglected my children. And I, you know this story. I've never told this story online, but I'm going to tell this story. Exclusive, so live bad. exclusive, everyone. Yeah, it got so it got so bad in my relationship where my wife had enough and she left me for 18 months, you know, and this was just as my son was born. So it's a self-realization when you, you know, at the, I ain't going to lie to you. When she left and she took my son, me being me, that time having such a massive ego. And, you know, I thought to myself, you know what? Fuck this, man. I'm back. I'm a bachelor, man. I'm there. Like, yeah, I got, I, I moved into my flat. I set up my flat all nice. All the boys twice. I sat there the first night on my sofa. I still remember this watching something on the TV thinking, I can't hear no noise. I'm loving this, you know, proper loving this, bruv. By the fourth night, I was like, oh, shit, man, I've really fucked up now. I've really messed this up and I needed to come back. So I had to change my ways, you know, and that was a hard lesson for me to learn. Like 18 months being away from your kid and your missus where you put your business up here and then you soon realize I've actually only got my business and I've only got myself. I've only got my own company and I've got nothing else. Why am I doing this? Why? Why am I doing this? It's not even worth it. So I learned the very, very hard way that um, you need to, um, like, especially for you, Ted, at the moment, you know, you said you see you see Gina on the weekends and, you know, you talk every day. That at the moment is a part-time relationship, brother, because the minute you move in together, that's mm. when you see and that's where you really have to adjust. So you might be used to doing, you know, lives at night, you know, 10 o'clock at night or 8 o'clock at night. That shit will change, you know. That will all change. And I think it does change. But um, you need to realize that you can't take that other person for granted, man. And that's that's mm. the biggest mistake I made. I thought, yeah, I'm providing them with nice things. You know, my son's born. I, you know, I was so happy I bought my missus a brand new car uh, as, a fa- as a way to say, you know what, thanks for my first boy. I'm over the moon. And then I realized 
few years later, she never wanted that shit, man. She never wanted the cars. She never wanted the nice handbag. She never wanted any of that. All she wanted was me and some time with me, you know, and me thinking, no, 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 no. I've got to buy her nice things because you know what? Psychologically in my mind, all it was, was I was trying to make myself feel better for not being around and just giving them gifts. And I did that with my son. Like my son's 10 years old now, my oldest son. Yeah. And that kid has had every single thing he could ever want in his life. You know, and I look back now and I think, why is this kid talking to me in the way he is? And I realized, because he's a waste man. And I made him that way because I gave him what he wanted. And, you know, my son has picked up these really good negotiating skills and he knows what to do. He, you know, he mugged me off for a MacBook a few weeks back on his birthday. I don't, still don't know how he done it, but I got it for him because he'd been pretty good. But you know what? I was trying to replace the sense of not being there, not being there with my family with gifts and material things. And mm. you realize, you know what? All the family wants is big, bad James hair to give him a big hug and just be there. So I think for anybody out there listening, who's in that predicament right now, who's thinking, who's sitting there hustling. Yeah. And their missus is there. And you're thinking, you know what? This thing here, man, she's annoying the hell out of me. Proper. Like she fuck, she's proper annoying me. I'm trying to hustle. Can't she see that I'm trying to make peace for the family? But you know what? Let me tell you one thing. When disaster hits and you fuck up and you land on your back, you're going to be looking at that one thing thing. You know what, baby? Can I have a hug? You know, I feel so <laughs> damn. I'm, you know, that is the person who's going to rub your back. That's the person who's going to dry your tears. That's the person who's going to hug you, make you feel better. And they're not going to judge you, man. It's like that 50 cent song, isn't it? Would you love me if I'm in a Bentley or would you love me if I'm in a bus? And that is true say, bro. I was running the other day and I'm listening to this song and I'm thinking, because I'm reading 50's book at the moment, man. It's such a sick book. I'll do a review on that later. But when he says, would you love me in the Bentley? When I was in the nice cars, did my wife love me? Of course she did. Now, when I was in the bus, because there was a period when James was on the bus, I was a bus wanker with an Oyster card. Yeah. Did she love me when I was on the bus? Yes, she did. And you know what? In all of this, the only shit that matters is the relationship you've got, man. The business can come and go and trust. Hear it from James Hare. He's lost the business. He's lost the nice things. The one thing that's been stationary and has always been there in my life is my wife and my relationship. So for me, it's a very, very important thing now. And and it's taken me 10 years to realize that. 10 years, you know. Um, and like, I could have been that fucking idiot who just said, you know what, allow you on your bike. I'm happy. I'll do what I want. But I wouldn't have been happy because I wouldn't have developed as a person. I wouldn't have two lovely kids and I wouldn't have someone who's got my back. So, yeah. That's, I'm just, I'm with everyone else in the chat. I'm just taking that in. That was quite, quite powerful. There. I must be, it's like watching Dr. Phil or Maori minus the mustache. They're dropping some absolute gems there you know what i was thinking so yesterday i saw gina for the first time in nine weeks eight ten, ten weeks i don't know it's been a long time socially distanced in a park like as if we were indian kids with our parents watching like no fucking you can't be close than two meters together innit? i was like fucking hell. you got so, the <laughs> so just sitting there two meters apart like this is weird isn't it uh, you're right and like as soon as so i've been stressed lately because i've just been fighting my build every morning at like 8 a.m I've been beefing everyone just to get this freaking, um, this flip finished and just being stressed, pushing everything back. And then, and just normal, you know, and then I saw her, I looked in her eyes and literally nothing mattered. I was just like, what flip? What, what paint? What snags? I literally was like, huh? Literally like mesmerized. 
and because obviously I hadn't seen it for so long, but it literally was like, if you can have that feeling from someone that makes everything else irrelevant and, you know, it, and actually I think, say if you have big, big goals, yeah, let's say you want 40 grand a month passive income. Sometimes, yeah, you're going to look at your partner, you're going to look at your kids, your kittens, your puppies, whatever, your, your tortoises, and you're going to be like, that, that's irrelevant. Like, I don't, I don't need that much. All I need is this love. You know, all I need is this. All I need is the feeling from this, you know? And like, I think it takes, like you said, that realization, a couple of moments to think that like when I used to be quite money focused in recruitment, like I would go to parties with one of the companies I was contracting with every few weeks on a Friday. And every time I left, it was in South Kensington where we used to work. So it was like, obviously you walk out Lamborghini, Ferrari, G-Wagon, like, you know, like real life, just everywhere you walk and every walk I used to go on every day was just sexy cars, sexy houses. So I'd always walk out and see, and it was opposite Cloisters, which if anyone knows about Cloisters, you know that it's... Anyways, lots of fancy cars. And on my way home, on the tube, might I add, not on, um, not in a Lamborghini, I always used to think, imagine if I was leaving that party in a Lamborghini, right? Imagine I was, and like that was my car, and I was that much of a baller. In that Lamborghini, on that journey, I'm not thinking, oh, this leather smells good, or mm, the engine sounds good. I'm thinking, yo, that party was so much fun blah 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 so as much as like materialistic things matter like when we're in them when we're wearing them when we're doing them we're not thinking about the material we're thinking about our partner our kids our friends the fun you know you don't go to a party and say yeah you might say oh the venue was sick but really it's the people you're with like if if you like dancing and you go somewhere where no one's dancing then you're not going to enjoy it so it's like the same thing with partners it's like you know you realize when you find someone like that that it can make other things feel irrelevant, which can also be a bad thing because you're like, no, I need to focus and I need to balance it. But it's nice to have that feeling that, you know, something really matters because I've never looked at one of my properties and been like, uh-huh, love you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Never. <laughs> like, I've never, I've never, you know what I mean? I've never walked into one of my houses and had felt stress relieved. Never. It's been stress and that's just because they're being snagged and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I'm never going to, this beautiful flip I've just finished, the kitchen is navy, it is gorgeous, herringbone, everything. But, fuck me, it's a bunch of tiles and grout and some some cheap wood from Magna. I mean, what what does that really mean? And I think when you can, when you can like identify what you basically said, the strength of that relationship yeah, like stuff just, even like a car, for example, yeah, when I'm sitting in my car, yeah, it cost 850 quid, but it's a fucking lovely car, old, old Mercedes, 2003, so it's leather, grey, it's beautiful, but obviously, you know, people don't want to buy old cars, long story, but when I'm sitting in there, I don't think, oh, the engine sounds good, this is nice, I sit with Gina and I'm like, I'm looking at you, I'm talking to you, I'm with you, and I could be in a Nissan Micro or a Bentley and, you know, yeah, my butt might know the difference, but like mentally, you know, it's the same thing. So, um, yeah, in- interesting comment from Aaron, Tej being sensitive in 2020. Listen, you know, the last time, yeah, I saw this guy in real life, yeah, I was a totally different person. This guy, listen, things have changed, yeah? The fax machine has become a scanner, yeah? The times are different, boy. Um, Aya says, this is the realest chat ever. Real recognize real baby. So James, do you oh Aaron's proud of me. Thank you, Uncle. Do um in terms of like the balance, what I'd love to do is maybe end the balance section with one tip each 
to give the, the people who are listening and watching that they can implement in their relationship or even implement when they're looking for a life partner, what would you say is that one tip? Um, do you know what? You've got to don't just when we get busy. This is one thing I used to do a lot. You get busy and then you sit down in the evening and you think that your mind is switching off, but it's not. It's always going 100 miles per hour. So my tip would you be to you when you think you're listening to your partner, you ain't actually listening. You're just hearing what they're saying and it's vaguely going across your mind. So my tip would be to you is to really genuinely sit down at the end of the day and listen. When I mean listen, 100% engage on that person. Put that phone down and listen to what they're saying because, you know, you got to remember that person in your time when you needed them really gave you their undivided attention. So you owe it to them. You owe it to them to kind of sit there and say, you know what? It's me. I'm here for you. I'm listening to you. Tell me about all your shit because I was bad at this, man. I wanted all the support from my partner when things went bad. But when she needed support from me, it was like, yeah, 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 yeah. You get over that one. You know, you can sort that one out. So mm. really, when, when I say listen to the partner, I mean, truly listen to them in the sense that don't just absorb the words, really feel the connection and have the conversation. That would be my I like tip. That. I like that. Two ears, one mouth, use it accordingly. Uh, my tip would be don't, well, communicate slash don't assume. So I, I have a habit of, and I guess maybe this is like even in business, assuming a certain level of understanding so i may say things like in property i may say something here but the person who's speaking to me may have just started and they're like what was that so sometimes i have a habit of just missing the basics even in like school i used to sort of miss the basics math the basic science and be really good at the complex stuff but like not so good at the basic i don't know how that makes sense but it used to happen so in my relationship there's been times where for example um gina was talking about us living together and then it was going to be at a certain period, maybe, well, it wouldn't have happened because of her PhD, but it was going to happen, I don't know, six months ago. And then, if, I don't know, six months before that, she was like, oh, moving in then. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, I need to go to my investment area like one, you know, once every other week. It's going to be there for three or four nights, blah, blah, blah. Um, and, and basically, I kind of, and I assumed she would know that's my schedule because, it's on Instagram and because it's, she knows that I'm doing this, but actually I needed to have said, look, if we do it in six months, this is my schedule. This is what it's going to look like. Happy to, you know, do it, but here's what could happen. Or if we wait this amount of time, I will then have it fixed and sorted out. So there's been times where she's like, bruv, you didn't tell me nothing. And I'm like, I just thought you knew. So it's, it's good to like, not, assume that they know but even if you're on instagram and like they're watching and you're putting everything out you know it's respectful and correct to tell them directly and to communicate that effectively and to be very clear and to like you sometimes you don't want to say because you're like oh it's gonna upset the person but it doesn't matter you have to say it in the right way and keep that open communication and don't assume they know your plans or because you're a property investor they assume you're going to be doing lives at 8 p.m or you know something like that so just always keep that communication and just have those chats because it's a lot easier and things flow um, a lot smoother 
especially with James. Off that point, Ted, off that point, I ha- I think I've shared this tip before. Like me and my wife have a, we have a joint calendar. People laugh at us and say, oh, what's this? You need a calendar to run your life. It's not really a calendar to run your life. It's just a calendar so that you respect the other person's time. You know, this week, obviously my wife says she's a science teacher. So this week she's kind of, she hasn't really stuck to the calendar, which has meant more time for me because she hasn't wanted to go and do work in her allocated time slots. So I'm like, keeping quiet and not even saying anything about it thinking you know what she's just giving me an extra six hours there to go do some work but I, she ain't stupid she said to me the other night she goes i know you've been using my time slots i was like look baby you, you i didn't see you come up i didn't see you come up and use the office so i just thought it was okay you know but i would always say run you know when you're both busy and you've both got your own separate lives going on you need to have something in the middle that brings you together and i think it's always wise to have a calendar so you know what people are doing And now for me, you know, when I was hustling in my business, my wife gave up a lot. You know, she gave up progression in her career. She gave up a lot to look after the kids. So now we've really flipped it up. So most of you know I'm looking for for my new family home. And when we do buy the new family home, I've already said to her, you know what, I'm happy to do the kids stuff. I'm happy to drop the kids off at school, pick them up so that you can get a job at a school that you really want to work at. If it's being being that it's further out, you have to leave earlier in the morning because you know what? I owe it to her because she gave it to mm. me. Do you know what I mean? But at the time, I would never have seen that. You know, old James would have been like, you know what? Just become a good Indian wife and listen to what your <laughs> husband says. But that shit is long gone, man. That shit didn't wash with my mum. That shit ain't going to wash with me. So, <laughs> and, and you know what? One last thing just to finish off on that. If you guys are in a relationship, yeah, people listening, you're having a hard time, yeah, like a hard time. It's because you're working on your business. You're having a hard time. You know what I would say to you? Don't always think that the grass is greener on the other side don't think you know what i'm gonna ditch this one because i'm gonna find somebody else let me tell you from experience yeah the grass ain't always green on the other side in fact that grass is fucking brown yeah i know people right now some of my friends that got married when we when i did you know 12 years ago that have recently gone through a divorce and i swear to god i would hate to be in their position trying to find a new life partner because it's all changed that shit has changed how people meet each other, how people communicate. Like I was speaking to my brother-in-law and he's telling me about all these apps that he uses where he's got a link all linked up before he's even gone out. And I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, yeah, I know what's going to be happening tonight. We're going to be going here and there. It's going to be a bit of jiggy jiggy. I'm thinking, no, nah, that never happened in James's time, man. So life has changed, man. So if you're there thinking the one you've got right now ain't so great, just reassess that situation and look at yourself first before you start pointing fingers because nine times out of ten the mistake and all the wrong shit lies with you but you're just trying to filter it off to someone else mm, yeah james was uh faxing the gyaldem his coordinates back in the day whipping out the old paper map to link up Facebook um, pokes bro oh pokes oh yeah uh msn remember msn I do, I do. Those, those, wow, those are ASL, all that crap people used to say. Oh, mate, I was such a nerd then. I was not involved. Uh, so the next topic is supportive. No, it's supportive, but not understanding. That's what I've titled it. So uh, what I mean by this is, in my opinion, your partner doesn't have to understand what you do. You know, they don't have to, if I say... Um, like I said to her uh, yesterday, I was like, yeah, you know, cause we're speaking about your mom and how she sorts all your problems out. And we were just chatting. And I was like, yeah, James got me that money, the investment money, blah, blah. And she was like, Oh, what, what does that even mean? And I was like, so you don't have to, the person doesn't have to understand what you do to like the nth degree or even sort of in 
a huge amount of detail, but they have to support it and they have to understand it enough to support it. James, would you agree or would you disagree? No, I 100% agree with you, man. Yeah, yeah, you need a you need a supportive partner. And you know what? Sometimes we get so caught up, like obviously you're in property, I'm in property, Gina's doing a PhD, my wife's a, a, a chemist, a science teacher. And sometimes you automatically think that they don't understand property, they don't understand what's going on. But when you're really up against it and you have a conversation about to them about maybe being in a difficult situation, you will find that they actually they're actually very supportive and they actually understand the situation and the advice they give you is just so good. It's like the other morning before I was starting my day. Um, oh, what's with the farm? So I was messing around. Carry on. Okay. Yeah. So just the other day before I was starting my day, I'm having I'm having a conversation with my wife. Yeah, like having a coffee, talking to her. And I couldn't believe the advice she gave me. Like, it was like every answer that I needed at that time for what I was going through. And here's me thinking, you know what? Yeah, my missus is supportive. She ain't going to know about this. And she actually was was so supportive without even knowing. Um, I think you've got to earn that support. It just doesn't come. You know, you can't expect it just to be given to you. You've got to you got to earn it. And you've really got to nurture that relationship to get that kind of support. Um, unless you've got a wife that just don't say nothing to you. And I don't think that even exists in the female race. So yeah, my wife is lovely. (laughs) My wife is very, very, very supportive in what I do in the early years. I was a tit, so I didn't get the support and I didn't understand her in the way I should have. And you know what? The funny thing is she will be coming on a live with me at some point and she's just going to gun me down so bad (laughs) I was saying to her, we need to do a live like this with uh, maybe you and your missus and uh, me and my missus and get a woman's opinion because it's going to be totally different from what we're saying and mm. they're just going to make us look about this small on the street. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Be like this. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Totally going to... So I think, you know, on the supportive piece here, yeah, like when I was like maybe first starting my business, I always thought like, oh, you know... I need a partner who's going to be an entrepreneur. I need to be the Grant Cardone and have my Elena Cardone, blah, 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 all this shit, even though he's a knob. Like, I think it's it's easy to think. Oh, he's on this call. (laughs) Is he? No, I I didn't mean you, Grant. I meant, I have a tata, he's my uncle, Grant. Grant Singh, my uncle. Sorry, if you're here, don't sue me, please. You have so much money because you're not paying investors for three months while the rest of us are idiot. Uh, So. Waste man, uh, innit? I got a billion yeah. pounds of assets, but I'm not paying my investors for three months. And I'll make a fake video about being bankrupt. That'll make my investors feel good. Idiot. So, uh, enough airtime for him because he's enough air come out, comes out of his mouth. <clears throat> I'm quite good at insulting on demand. So, uh, I think, like, you think sometimes, yeah, oh, my partner needs to be an entrepreneur. They need to be on it. We need to both be hustling, hustling, hustling. And like, I used to think that and I had periods where I was like, is that the case? Is it not? And I would always ponder like, and actually I've realized they, they don't. I mean, hey, if they have a little side business, they have fine. But really what matters is the relationship between you two and that enough understanding and enough support. But I also think like, if you were both entrepreneurs, then like, where does the time come in for family, for pets, for organizing things, for doing stuff? Like, for example, I'm self-employed so i'll be working at home so i will be able to say pick kids up i'll be able to cook which i enjoy more anyway i'll be able to do stuff that she won't be able to and if the situations were switched and vice versa but if we were both entrepreneurs then 
we'd both be sort of fighting for our businesses and for, and kind of, I, I think it make you know, it makes sense and it works. Of course it works. There's plenty of, you know, dual entrepreneurs in their own businesses or in a business together, but it's quite nice where you're with someone who really forces you to relax and switch off because they've switched off. They come back from work at five, six, whatever. That, that, that's it. You know, whereas for us, it doesn't stop. It's good to have someone who's like, you know, now we're chilling because like work's done. And so mm-hmm. it's good to force that and to keep a balance, especially like you and me, and I'm sure people in the chat as well, who just, you know, can just keep working and will just keep working and fall asleep at their desk like you. So I you, think, you it's know important. what, Ted, off, sorry, off the back of that, you know what people need to remember? And this took me a long time to realize work will always be there. Yeah. Work will be there tomorrow. Work will be there in a month's time. Work will be there in a year. Work will be there in 10 years. What you got to remember is as your work's going on, you're you're depleting you know your time is limited Mm. you ain't here forever so just remember that in the back of your head and i always one thing i always run my life by is i know people say this is a really sad thing to say but i know death is fast approaching you know death is fast approaching i look out my window and i see a cemetery yeah right at the back so i know death's fast approaching and if you're aware that death is fast approaching you are going to manage your time totally differently you know you're Work will become secondary to what you do. And those relationships are the ones that are meaningful because when somebody dies that you're so close to, that shit ain't coming back. You ain't never having that connection with that person again, no matter how much you try. Yeah. Work, work's always there, man. You know, if you get kicked off your job, another bit of work's going to be there. But you lose your partner because she walks out on you because she said, you're a waste man. You spend too much time doing this. You're going to think, you know what? She's gone. She ain't never coming back. Or worse still, she passes away. She ain't there no more. So just remember, work's always there. It's always going to be there. You are slowly depleting. And as every day goes on, you've got less and less time, less and less time. So invest it in your relationship, man, because that is the only thing that really matters, I would say, in the grand scheme of things. And COVID's been very good at that, to make people understand that. Nobody's working. You're at home. What have you got at home? You got your loved one or you got your relationship, right? That's it. You ain't got no work. You got nothing else. T- Sorry, Ted, I know you got no one. <laughs> Virtual hug, man. Virtual hug. But Thank you get you. what I'm saying, yeah? Work is always uh, there. You are 100%. not always going to be there. But then a question for you, because you've reached a point in your previous business, and I, I think now in your property business, where mentally, yeah, we're always going to keep going. We're always going to buy more, do more. But you know, you've reached a point where the finances are sorted. You know, You could retire you know, and you could have retired when your business was at the peak, not retired, but you had enough cash flow to, you know, have two Porsches. So you, you were living your good life, right? So does it get easier when sort of, you know, the money is set to then spend to be have a better balance with your partner? Or do you still think it's more the mentality which causes the issue, not the reality of money, or being safe and secure? Yeah. Ted, I'm nowhere near where I want to be in terms of retirement. So you know, obviously, after my disaster, I'm still rebuilding myself. So I'm not, I'm not nowhere near retirement. Comfortable, yes, but nowhere near where I want to be. But I would say, yes, when you hit a certain limit and you've got a shed load of money in the bank account, you ain't worrying about bills. You know, once you're financially free uh, and people say, oh, I need 15 grand a month to be financially free. No, you don't. You might only need two and a half grand to pay you. Financially free is making sure you can wake up every morning and all your bills are paid. And you don't have to work. That's financial freedom. Not that I need 15 grand so I can go off and spunk it on all kinds of shit. That's not it. So I think once you hit that level and you know everything is paid, you're not a slave to anybody else. 
So that pressure and that stress has automatically been removed out of your life. So if that pressure of work and bills are not there, of course you're going to have more time to invest in your relationship. And of course your relationship is going to be more solid because you're going to be twiddling your funds thinking, you know what? I've got loads of money. What should I do now? You know, oh, you know what? I'll spend some time with my wife. (laughs) She is sitting there. She is around, you know? So I think, (laughs) yes, to a certain degree, once those stresses have gone, yeah, your relationship is a lot stronger. Yeah, I agree. No, that's a very good point. And, you know, I think for anyone who is looking for a partner, don't assume that, you know, they have to be an entrepreneur or that they have to have the same ambition as you. It can be kind of nice to be like you both are, you know, but as long as they fit, you know, your own goal and your, you know, all that stuff, that's cool. But they don't have to have their own business or be an entrepreneur for you to kind of, for them to tick like your whatever, you know, box you have or something. So you remember that behind the job and this and this, there's just the human. And it's about that human to human connection, which matters more than what is the human doing for work? What do they, you know, want to do? But all that stuff will come out over your dates with all these apps that link up and whatever the hell it happens nowadays in the world of dating. Um, hey, opposites attract, right? That's what they say. Opposites well, attract. It's an interesting point, isn't it? Because as humans, we like people who are similar to us. You know, when we go networking, like you and me are clearly similar because we like each other enough to talk all the time and have this, but I don't do it with certain people and some people don't do it with me. So I, I don't know. I think, yeah, opposites do attract, but you still like people who kind of agree with you and are on your wavelength. So I don't know. I mean, okay, question then. Let's say a hundred, the number hundred means you are exactly the same and the number zero means you're totally different. How would you rate you and your missus? So 100 is where we're the same and zero is we're totally opposite. Yeah, so on that scale, where would you put you and your missus? About 15. 15. Oh, so you're, oh, wow, okay. I just, I couldn't couldn't process that. (laughs) So you're saying you're totally different? Yeah, yeah, we are, we are interesting 15 is is very different okay no no that's yeah, cool that's yeah, cool right. I could have, I could have. interesting but that fifth that 15 that we are the same is the crucial stuff that matters the rest of it's all nonsense that's a good point i think yeah i think i would say yeah i would po- actually i'd probably give it the same number like 10 the rest 15, is all noise 20. the rest is all noise <laughs> yeah that stuff you edit out the background noise on the podcast yeah <laughs> interesting no i think well, as long as your your core, anyway. i think i think along your core values as long as they are aligned the rest of it is you know fine i just got a text uh from gina saying that shit will change i don't know what she means but i've always said something wrong um she's laughing i told you i said the minute you two moving together i get you that's exactly what she's talking about that, that's what she's saying yeah um and you can't take it for granted i'm being told off everyone great so Thanks. Thanks, Gina, for watching. I really appreciate it. Uh, so the next topic and or I think the last topic is. Oh, no, I think I think I think we've covered everything. How long how long have we been um, recording for? Uh, I think we are coming up to just 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 close to an hour. Fine, then let's Not quite an um, hour. Let's 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 head to questions then, because uh, yeah, last time the podcast was way too long. So. People. And you're hungry, right? No, no, no. I had my spelt bread for breakfast with eggs. I'm quite uh, full up for now, at least for the next 
two, three hours, I'll be okay. So, uh, any questions, anyone? James, have we got any questions on Facebook? Do you know how to go? We haven't. No. Yeah. Shush. We've got no questions on Facebook. We've got a load of hellos, but no questions. We did have some questions in here, actually. Let me go back up. Um, Okay. Rajan says, do you ever find that emotions, etc., from your work affect your personal relationships? Mm. Um, for me personally, it used to, and I'm sure I'll get a text in like a couple of minutes saying you're trying shit. Um, but, <laughs> at the, but at the moment, no, not really, because I really separate the two and because she's not in property whatsoever. Like I have friends in property who I'll talk to about that stuff. So I guess by the time I speak to her about property or we're talking, they're so unrelated. And I guess I sort of compartmentalize them separately. Um, and I've already, I guess, got through the issue or I'm getting through it with a friend who's in property. You know, it kind of makes it like, it just doesn't cross over. And I guess part of being like a stoic is that, you know, it, it, it shouldn't cross over. Like, I know we're the same person, but no, like, even though I've been stressed over the past few days, I haven't let it seep into when I speak to her, when I'm with her at all. Um, I mean, yeah, sometimes I might be slightly uh, more curt or short than I normally am, but then it kind of, you know, some, yeah, but very rarely, to be honest, but that's hard. It's taken me, you know, four four and a half years of being self-employed to kind of get to the point where I can just sort of separate the two and also just generally I don't know I think when you're quite when you have a sense of humor and you laugh at all the shit that goes wrong and you just get it fixed and you're just kind of like I don't really care what's the salute like you just don't care about the problem you care about fixing it you just don't get too worried about it anyway you kind of get maybe anxious but you don't kind of like yeah you don't kind of let it let it bleed into your life Rajan, my advice to you there, yeah, my advice to Rajan there would be, Rajan, you know what? Something that a solicitor and a barrister taught me a long time ago was they said, you should always think without emotion. Whenever your mm. barristers say this a lot, when you're in a dock, if you're being cross-examined, uh, which I have been in the past, uh, oh, <laughs> for a good hello. point, not bad, not bad thing. Um, he said, you always deal with questions when you're being cross-examined or whether you're in, in a court without emotion, because the minute emotion steps into it, mm. you're going you're gonna to mess yourself up. And courts and judges and people don't want to hear about emotions. They want the real, hard, true facts. So my advice to you, Rajan, would be leave those emotions at work because uh, your missus don't really want to hear about it. Your time with her should just be your time. So you need, like Ted just said, you need to be able to separate the two. And I would say, leave those emotions at work and don't be thinking with those emotions when you're having a conversation with your partner, because you're going to say the wrong thing or you're going to do the wrong thing. And it's going to get you in a hell of a lot of problems or trouble. And you're going to end up in the doghouse like I used to for a long period of time. Yeah, a hundred percent, hundred percent. Okay. There's another question, which is, I think, let me check. There's no more ones about, uh partners do okay imad says james slightly off topic uh with winding your print business down uh has it been difficult to get uh but to let slash hmo mortgages after that point how did you overcome it it's not been difficult because i wasn't actually struck off from being a director again i hadn't done anything 
uh, out of the ordinary. So I'd, I'd operated well within how a, a company director should operate. There are certain lenders that have an issue with it, but once you explain to them what happens, they're absolutely fine. And there's some lenders that don't really give a monkeys because my credit file still reads 999. Um, there isn't any adverse credit on there or anything like that. So they're okay. But they're off your point there, there are some that do a proper bureau. Uh, I think it's called a brewer, a bureau background check, a proper solid background check where these things will pop up that you've been associated to a, a company that was dissolved. Um, and they will, they will ask questions. Yeah. There are certain lenders that will, and there are, some of these funky banks that are, are backed by, you know, funds and people collectively lending money, they can have certain restrictions where they would say, no, we're not lending to anybody who's been associated with a liquidated company. But having said that, together we're like that, together finance, uh, Ted. But then having a word with the account manager, they're absolutely fine and they, they lent me a bridge. So, yeah. Yeah, cool. No, no major um, issues. Yeah, and bridges normally, yeah, they just they got a first charge anyway in a debenture, so they don't give a shit about you, really. Uh, they'll take your house. Uh, Hemel says, James, when you were in a dark place and you lost everything, what did you do to change your mindset and sort of what actions did you take maybe in your daily routine that led to you leaving the dark place? I think you've hit it on the, you've hit the nail on the head there, Hemel, where you said changing my mindset. That was a thing I had to change because I had to quickly get out of this dark place. And the only way I was going to do that was feeding my mind the right stuff. Now, I've said this before. When you've got a problem, if you're feeling sad about something and you sit there and you go, you know what, I'm feeling really depressed today. I feel so sad. The weather outside so dark. My favorite trousers don't fit me because I'm getting fat. What are you doing? You're constantly putting yourself on a downer, right? You're getting lower and lower. Whereas if you said you know what, I don't feel so great today. But you know what, I'm going to watch some really nice stuff on TV. I'm going to go take a walk in the park. I'm going to make myself something nice to eat. You're uplifting yourself. So I always say to people, you need to learn how to train this thing up here because your mind can be your best friend or it can be your worst enemy. And at dark times when you're going through some serious shit, your mind is going to be your biggest, biggest, biggest enemy. And it was my biggest enemy. And it took a long time to get it under control. And daily, I have arguments with my brain. My brain tells me to stay in bed as long as I can. My body tells me to get out and go and run and do things. So it's a daily struggle. It's not something that comes easily. But I don't, I will never let my mind win. I look in the mirror and I say to my mind, come on and you waste man, let's have it. Me and you're going to have this. You are not keeping me in the bed. We're going for, we're going to put an extra 5k on that run this morning because you're telling me to stop, but my body's telling me to carry on going. And I need to prove you wrong because I need to show you, tell you that I'm in charge of you and you're not in charge of me. So get in charge, get, get your mind right and get in, get in control of your mind. That's what I would say. That is the biggest bit of advice I can give anybody. Very good. Very powerful. Vignes, uh, I hope I'm saying your name correctly, says, how do you draw the line between trying to get your partner on the same page as you in order to help them with a the current problem and coming across as forcing a change? Lord, this is a tough question. Um, oh, yeah. James, I mean, I think like with this, I think it's how you how you sort of approach it. It's easy for us as entrepreneurs to be like, your mindset's wrong, you're looking at it wrong, change your perception and it will make sense. Take the emotion out of it and you'll make it. You know, it's easy for us to say that because that's like how we think or how we should think perhaps. So, you know what? It's a fine line of you knowing your partner well enough to know how to communicate the point across. I think some things take time. I think a lot of us can't change 
from someone else, but we can change ourselves with the guidance of someone. So maybe sometimes it's like, they're not going to change their mind now, but they will in X many weeks and months, but you have to guide them on the journey. And sometimes it's a third person because your partners, you kind of, your opinion is like gold to each other, but sometimes it's just, Oh, my partner, of course they're saying that. Sometimes it's a friend or a third party or even evidence to say, look, here's a research article. If it's something you know, like that and, and say, you know, maybe you should consider this or, Hey, here's a book you could read, you know, just very, I find the kind of softer guidance approach works better than what I used to do, which was mate, please just change your attitude, you know, which is what I say to myself and what I'd say to like anyone in this chat as you know, a fellow entrepreneur and, and we're networking but you can't always say that to your partner, nor should you. James, you're smiling. Yeah, yeah. let me just add to that. So going back to the example that uh, Mama Tej gave about the plants, yeah, that at the moment, you know, you're two separate people growing separately. The minute you're in a relationship together, you are growing together, yeah? And if you had a tree planted that was growing that way, one was growing that way, one was growing that way, that tree's going to fall down and that tree's going to die, yeah? So if you two are growing together and your roots are intertwined and you're growing higher and higher together, you've got to be able to say to your partner, you know what, listen, listen, babe, I think, you know, you're being too negative about this situation. Maybe you should do this. Maybe you should do this. You've got to be able to stop them and say, you know what, um, can I give you a bit of advice on this? But you've got to be able to say it in the right tone. And I think somebody talks about the five, there's a book I read many years ago called The Five Languages of Love. And it's the way that different people feel love or the way people communicate. It's a great book. So if you think you're, you know, your partner will annoy the shit out of you, but you ain't going to go up to him and say, hey, girl, listen to me. You got to do it this way. You're getting this shit all wrong because your mind's all fucked up. You don't say that. There's a way you say it. You know what, babe? I was thinking, maybe you should uh, watch this YouTube video. It really, really helped me. And it really, really gave me some advice. You've got to be able to come down lower onto their level. You've got to be able to speak to people on their level. Don't try and speak to someone who's a softly spoken person who learns through, you know, ah, uh, you know, nice and soft, la di da di da di da di You're not going to go to them and say, oh, big man, get this shit done. It don't work that way. Learn the language of love. Learn what language they're talking and speak that language. Don't speak a language they ain't going to understand because that's where relationships go wrong. Very good. Love languages. I've, I've heard of that book. And I think there's like some quizzes online you can do as well to understand what it I'll is. I'll send you a but, copy. Thank you. Uh, well, look, everyone, thank you so much for attending another episode of the Property Duo. Uh, we, should, we should go on radio, man. But yeah, we should talk about, we should, we should go on radio. Should we go on radio? Yeah, I think we should, man. Desi yeah. Radio, yeah? Should we go? Yeah, yeah. I was, thinking next week, maybe, I was thinking next week, maybe we could just bust a, you know, last couple of minutes of the show, we could bust some Bhangra. Yeah, okay, yeah, like fine. Bhangra session. Oh, should we do like a group fitness session? Yeah, yeah, you know, last minute or so, bust the tunes, everybody just has a group dance or something. Yeah, put it on, put it on TikTok as well, yeah? Because I'm trying, I'm trying to yeah, be a celebrity yeah. in that. Fine, and sorry, you're okay. You're forgetting something that you're supposed to be saying at the end of all these sessions. Um uh uh, thank you for watching and we do this every thursday at 10 a.m on zoom and hopefully instagram and live and and facebook live and maybe some other platforms uh look out watch out for this Uh, take a picture of the screen and tag us uh, yes take a picture of the screen if you've been on the chat and and at us uh social medias but also 10 a.m every thursday 
Thank you for joining us and follow us on social media, like, comment, engage, and inspire. And then buy our courses for 197. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to the J2 Hub podcast with James Sahota. If you like the podcast, feel free to subscribe so you never miss another podcast from James. And if you got value from this podcast, do take the time to leave us a review on iTunes or wherever else you consume your podcast content from. And remember, you're never too late to become something you truly want to become. <laughs>